What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 482 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events and news and rumors and gossip and other things over the past few days that have happened in the world of pro wrestling. I'm Tony Mango. I've got with me Robert E. Felice. Tony, we are two months down. This is the last Hot Tags of February 2021. What do you think? It feels like it's yesterday that the... Um, Pandemic Beginning of the year started. Part. It feels like it's yesterday that the pandemic started. It feels like it's been 10 years. <laughs> oh, well, happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we do a whole pandemic special? And the, the lessons we've learned to completely throw out and not actually learn anything <laughs> like everybody else in the world. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully uh, you guys have been staying safe and everything. Uh, hopefully you guys have been enjoying your week. It's Friday night, almost Saturday morning. We're going to run down a bunch of stuff here. We're going to talk about things because that's the hot tags. That's what a podcast is. When we talk about things and you listen. So <laughs> we'll talk. You listen. But we also want to know what you have to say. So drop a comment below on whatever platform you're listening to us. If it happens to be on YouTube, then while you're over there, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done that already, ring the little notification bell, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the applause button, hit the join button. That is the same as the Patreon. And if you want to help us out with uh, your spare change, just open up your wallets on the Patreon side of things. Go to patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. Check out the different tiers that we have there, including the dark cast, which are the $10 and up tiers. They are Patreon-exclusive episodes. But if you join on YouTube, then you'll be able to listen to the same because it's the same sort of thing. Not going to charge people twice for that. And there's the Pick Your Poison tier, which we've... Uh, you know, I've done plenty of different things in the past of wide uh, varieties. Most recent one being the Starcade fan ounce table. Check that out if you're interested in that. Stay tuned for more stuff that's happening when it comes to that. Uh, we're going to do a dark cast probably this weekend where we're going to try to do some kind of a mock draft for TNA. So if you're interested in that, check it out on the Patreon. Just to get some other plugs out of the way, another way for you to help us out on the monetary side of things is the merchandise shops. We've got the Tee Public and the Red Bubble for Smartout Moment, A Mango Tees, and Fanboys Anonymous. And if you are interested in what is happening over on fanboysanonymous.com, well, go over to fanboysanonymous.com and you'll see. One of the things that we do every week lately, and we're going to continue doing it going forward, is the James Bond film franchise breakdown called A Review to a Kill. And if you are a Bond fan, you want to start getting into that, Go ahead and check that out. All the way up to, I think, Thunderball's most recent one that we've done. Maybe uh, You Only Live Twice. I think that might have been started today or so. Um, yeah, check it out. We've also got the Smart Madness Tournament. I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. And some other stuff. I'll plug, I don't know, midway through, at the end, etc., etc. You guys are going to be waiting on the edge of your seats for the plugs, I know. But <laughs> I'm going to talk about a couple things here. Some things we touched a little bit about. And we're going to kind of round out our thoughts. Like, uh, for instance, the largest recruit class for the WWE Performance Center. WWE finally put that out there, even though it's been like four weeks, I think, at this point, that some of these names have been signed and spoken for and everything. So we have talked about, for instance, uh, Parker Boudreaux, the one who looks like Brock Lesnar. We don't really know too much about him, except for he looks like Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> there are I'm some other... It's stupid how interested I am in him just because he looks like Brock Lesnar. 
But I mean, he looks like Brock Lesnar. Like he looks like if you were casting Brock Lesnar in a movie, you'd cast this guy. If you'd said yeah. that this was his son, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. This is, you know, uh, if you were doing Dark Side of the Ring, Brock Lesnar, Parker's playing Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So we don't know what he has like capable of doing great or, you know, whatever. But we do know some of the other names. Uh, we've talked in the past about Cora Jade and Gigi Dolan because they've wrestled multiple matches at this point. Zoe Stark has wrestled multiple matches, so they just waited to do that. I guess because that way they could do this whole largest ever, you know, that kind of thing. Instead of here's a little group and here's another little group. But we have some other names, too. Um, oh, we talked about LA Knight as well. You uh, I drank. Bronson Rex Steiner. Did we talk about Rick Steiner's kid last week? I'll say it again. I don't know if we did or not, but fucking Steiner. I think we might have because we said Frank and Steiner. I don't know yeah. if it's Steiner <laughs> off air. It might have been on air. I don't remember. But Frank and then middle name starts with an N. Steiner. Frank and Steiner would totally be the best thing. I hope that they go that direction. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I just want to see people get thrown around. Uh, he looks uh, He looks big, you know? Dude's six foot tall, 230 pounds. So he's a fucking Steiner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got confirmation about Taya Valkyrie. She was looking forward to 2021. Told me herself. So that's uh, that's good. You know, see what she's up to in NXT going forward. Uh, we she talked should to... skip. She really needs to fucking skip NXT. Maybe she'll have one of those quicker kind of runs, you know? Yeah. That was supposed to happen with Mercedes, it seemed. And she was like, yeah, actually, can I not be a part of this awful retribution stable and go back down to NXT? We talked about AQA or uh, Aqua. Angela Arnold is her I'm name. A furry girl. That's her. Go. <laughs> Good song, though. <laughs> Anthony Henry. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen just the one match of his where he was on at the Damn Evolve I show. Did. Uh, Chance Barrow or Barrow, otherwise known as Harlem Bravado, which I'm pretty sure the only one I've seen of him was the Evolve thing. Teresa Serrano, that's Zoe Stark. Uh, Christian Brigham, otherwise known as Christian Casanova. Blake Christian is the who is he on here? Christian Hubble, because there's multiple Christians all over the place on here. I think that was the same, yeah. Uh, Blake Christian needs to just go right up to NXT. He's, a, he's NXT ready. He flips, he kicks, he dives. He was a little scruffy looking. He's currently dating the core Jade. Hmm. And that's about all you need to know. Yeah, Jacob Casper's brother, Drew Casper. I still don't really know anything about Jacob Casper, so yeah. Is he the a guy. friendly ghost? <laughs> we were talking uh before we started recording about like uh different things about McDonald's and uh whatever about one of them being Pizza Hut from when I was a kid and how much I loved getting like a personal pizza going inside of Pizza Hut whatever and now when you said Casper the friendly ghost I immediately flash back in my head about being at Pizza Hut and getting the free little uh Casper toy cuz the movie had just came out how- it was like a glow in the dark ghost or something and now I really want Pizza Hut <laughs> you know ah Pizza Hut's awful all, I, all I love Pizza Hut. Are, all chain pizzas are awful. And the love that you're feeling is pure nostalgia. No, it's it's still just like, if I want buttery 
bread with like some cheese on top. You know, <laughs> it's uh, make it at home. I can't make. I don't have the pan. I'm gonna get you one. <laughs> Drop a comment below. Tell us, uh, Pizza Hut, yay or nay? And if you say yay, you get extra points. <laughs> if you agree with me, I don't know what the points are for, but. You can cash in the points for a, a no prize, which uh, Stanley used to give out. We got a Matrick Belton. That's what a name. I thought I typed it wrong the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't. I typed Matrick instead of Patrick. And I'm like, nope, typed it right. He's a Division One football player from the University of South Carolina. So he's not somebody who's like, oh, yeah, great uh, in-ring work at this such and such. But he's. Uh, trained in the um, CDW Academy. So it's a thing. We got Cameron Clay, otherwise known as Cameron Brené. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. She's a four-year uh, wrestler who has fought with uh, Shotzi Blackheart in some fashion. We got Joe Ariola. He is definitely changing his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a child. That's <laughs> He's a 25-year-old amateur wrestler from Oak Park, Illinois. We've got Carissa Rivera, who was Bobby Lashley's quote-unquote first wife, but not, you know, in real. She's her kayfabe first wife with that whole Lana angle. And uh, Avery Taylor who from is Evolve and Shine. I don't know anything about her, but she seems pretty confident. I think I've heard the name before, so maybe that's a good thing. What do you think about this uh, class? Do you think there's any like uh, real big standouts that you're like, okay, that one's actually going to really go far from, obviously we haven't seen anything from most of these people, but this in a lot of ways may be the most professionally ready class outside of like a complete anomaly, like Parker Boudreaux, who hasn't done no wrestling. Like, Blake Christian, Christian Casanova, Cora Jade, Gigi Dolan, Zoe Stark are all completely ready to go now. Ty Valkyrie of, and Ty Valkyrie could main event Mania, and I mean that. Like that's how on the level she is for women's wrestling. And so, like, this is going to be an interesting class to keep an eye on because maybe it's all smoke and mirrors, but maybe it's going to be oh. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> class they've produced i'm excited anytime that they announce any kind of a class i'm excited because either i know them and they're somebody that i'm like oh cool like they're in wwe now or i don't know them and oh cool maybe they're great because i mean there's been instances in the past where it's like samoa joe is in wwe and i'm like fuck yeah like i love samoa joe's great i've always wanted him to come in wwe and there's other times where it's like hey brand new to nxt is kyle o'reilly and i'm like who the fuck's this and then he ends up being amazing. And you're like, dude, this Kyle O'Reilly guy that everybody knew ahead of time except for me. <laughs> like, how great, you know? And everybody's right. like, yeah, did you check out his ROH stuff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm still waiting for some people. Like, every class, I'm always like, is this going to be the one where they sign? And then I have a couple people in my head. And then I'm like, oh, man, still not. Like, and some of them are signed elsewhere. Some of them are kind of um, hooked up in contracts or something, but I'm always like, for instance, when's Mike Orlando coming in? 
when's uh Brian Johnson coming in? How 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 has Mike Orlando not landed a full time TV deal? I don't know. I don't get it with AEW or with he, or with Impact know, or Rick yeah, Hunter. like like this dude is good. He's ready to go. Shout out to the Green Machine. Yeah, I mean, you check out his. Uh, well, I'm connected with him on Facebook, but it's like a uh, he's he's motivated as all hell. Like he's always just yeah. sort of like. Yeah, and he's like a professional's professional. He should yeah. be at least an impact, at the very least. I've told him that before. I'm like, dude, what the hell? What the, like, you know? Just kind of tell him to get off their ass and sign some kind of contract or something. But Brian yeah. Johnson just re-signed with Ring of Honor. Yeah, Brian's Brian's so good. Yeah, but, he's really into that like pure wrestling scene. He'll, he does good in Ring of Honor. Yeah. So anytime that there's a big class and I don't see those names, I am disappointed. I'm like, you know, I, I should have a list of like 10 people that I could just be like, Ike, come on, Ike, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I admit I every class kind of go, where's this Samoan? Why haven't we like, why is it Sean? Maluda? Sean Maluda. <laughs> like, what is happening with Sean Maluda? I knew we were going to go in that direction because it's true. I think we've had this discussion maybe like six times. We we're like, Where's dude, Sean, Sean Maluda? Maluda. Like, this guy pops up all over the place, and every company is like, man, thanks for coming in. See ya. And like, what the hell? Sign Major, the guy. Major League Wrestling got a golden goose in Jacob Fatu. And how this guy isn't the heavy for Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, I don't fucking know. What's the status with uh, uh, D.H. Smith? Harry Smith. Uh, what is, what's he going so, by now? He's going to be David Wee Smith by, Jr. Uh, now? Uh, yeah, he's David Wee Smith Jr. Uh, he, he should also be in NXT at least. He said he wants to go back to WWE. So I guess I it's know. just like a contract thing or something. Yeah, maybe it's the waiting thing. Yeah. Speaking of waiting, Thea Trinidad was talked about by uh, Tony Khan, who had said, didn't she on a 90 day uh, no compete? Well, we'll talk to her afterward, essentially. Uh, the 90 day no compete ended this month, sir. Well, I am fully convinced that she is going to AEW at some point. Not only is she great, and not only is she somebody that they can use to really help with that women's division, but, I mean, that's kind of confirmation a little bit right there, where he's just sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, we want to talk to her. Instead of being like, well, we don't really have any interest in so-and-so, or, you know, oh, we can't bring everybody in, or, you know what I mean, where it would have been a little bit more dismissive if it's sort of like, oh, yeah, Zelina Vegas, great, then why wouldn't you bring her in? All right, you mentioned Tony Khan. Let's let's just go right here. Tony Khan has said that by the end of this year, AEW will have four weekly programs. One of them being AEW Dark Elevation, which we know is going to have commentary with a big show, which we're going to lump all this all together. (laughs) But uh, before we get there, because we know that there's still going to be an A-tier show on TNT. Mm Mm-hmm. I so, will give this man all the credit in the world, though. He did legit say, you don't got to watch all of it. He's like... Oh, he said that? You, 
if you just he said listen majority of people will be just fine keeping up with everything through dark and the pay-per-view i mean through dynamite and the pay-per-views i was gonna say holy shit is dark gonna become the you know i mean it already is the longest show but still i was like yep i respect that so he's still being coy about that which at this point i think we we have an idea of at least what some of the stuff is going to be so Dynamite's the flagship show. Dynamite is Monday Night Raw. Right. AEW Dark is right now SmackDown, but it's essentially going to be main event. It's just going to be extra matches recorded ahead of time, maybe not as long as what it is because they're going to have AEW Dark Elevation which does seem like with the name elevation, it's pretty much gotta be their NXT. Right. But there's some confusion there. Some people think that elevation is going to be more of the top stars. I think elevation is going to be for the total scrubs. Me too. Like that would be Aaron solo against not to like pick on anybody, but like Aaron solo against, uh, Sean Dean where you're just sort of like alright like maybe Sean Dean wins maybe Aaron Solo wins but they're on kind of an equal playing field because if you had either of those against MJF they're fucking losing to MJF you know so the like, most interesting thing about that press release was they stressed the show is in continuity with Dark and Dynamite does that mean the other show's not going to be in continuity with Dark and Dynamite Maybe it's not. Have they actually specified that the other show would be another wrestling show? Tony Khan has stated in the past that he would fantasized about building it around the FTW title. Fantasize is the wrong word if you're listening huh. to Tony. That's what the F means, right? <laughs> yes. Fantasize, Fantasize Tony the- wrestling. <laughs> 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 that was better than what I was gonna say. Just move on. Oh, now I gotta know what you were gonna say. I was gonna say, uh, let, let's say I was gonna say, fantasize the women. <laughs> so maybe it's gonna be more of like a promo-y type thing. Could be. Because at a certain point, too, how much wrestling can they really have for the output? Like WWE, they they way overblow their output, and we're gonna get that new show, the NXT uh, Evolve show, and whatever. And they there's still no indication that they're just gonna get rid of Two Five Live. But you know what? Then I mean, this is going into a different topic. But remember how that switch happened with uh, ECW over to NXT, mm-hmm. where they were like, "Oh, starting next week, ECW is gonna be called NXT." Like. Suck it. <laughs> and I remember writing up reports because I was I was writing stuff at that time, being like, does this mean that all the roster stays the same? And then when they started saying about like the, you know, or it's gonna be this competition stuff, I'm like, oh well then what do you do with Yoshitatsu? <laughs> you know, kind of like I'll tell you what you do, you'd action figure leg on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he um Tony Khan like we're getting four shows. 
Dark, we know what it is. Dynamite, we know what it is. Dark Elevation, more than likely it is probably like an NXT type thing. If it's just another like AEW Dynamite 2.0 type of a thing and it's their SmackDown, I'm really curious what the hell they're going to call that. Uh, Team Taz takes the world. I, I don't know. I look. I really want this show to be on TBS, and I want it to be on Saturday night at six o five. In fact, <laughs> just call it the Mothership, okay? <laughs> All you gotta do. I know. You've gone far enough in the NWA WCW stuff that I ain't gonna be mad at you if you just go. It's called the Mothership, and you don't need to know why. If you do, you do. And just do it. So maybe since Dynamite is very close to Nitro, maybe this should be Thunder. Like some kind of very close thing like that. AEW Lightning. Lightning. (laughs) That's the worst. If they called it Lightning, I would be offended. I really would. Like Dynamite and Lightning, really? Like you couldn't just buy the rights to Nitro and Thunder, huh? You just couldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Or the like AEW blunder and it's the same uh, same font and everything. Uh, I I'm not excited about AEW Dark Elevation just Why? because I feel like it's just going to be the same thing and there, it's just going to be more stuff to watch that I'm not going to feel super excited to watch. But I am excited about Paul White being a part of that and. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it, but we didn't talk too much because the previous thing that we did was Superstar Scores, so we were doing our scores. But for anybody who's been living under a rock, Paul White, part of AEW now, he is going to be on the commentary team with Tony Schiavone for AEW Dark Elevation and probably other stuff too. And he's going to wrestle. They've said that specifically. He could still go. Yeah, I see no reason why he couldn't do some spots here and there. It's not like he's going to wrestle once a week. Fight last year, you remember that? Huh? The fist fight? Oh, that's right. They labeled it a fist fight. That was damn right they did. Stupid as hell. (laughs) But hold on, let's go through this. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens are the captains of their team. Owens teamed with Joe and the Big Show. Rollins teamed with AOP. How many of these people are still wrestling for <laughs> WWE? Yep, two. <laughs> this is the last two out of six. Year. That's crazy. How many of those people are doing commentary now? Two of them. Two. <laughs> How many of those people are that... just disappointed into the void? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's almost an even split. Now, granted, Joe has said recently that his in-ring career is not over they're just being very 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 cautious with the concussion stuff i hate it i think his career is over i've seen way too many of these silent retirements Mm -hmm. look look at christian yeah christian was i'm not retired i'm not retired and then like eight years went by and it's like oh see i told you i wasn't retired and you're like yeah you were retired and then you came back they made Paige make an announcement but she was out for a while beforehand um yeah they do too many of these silent retirements i hope that joe isn't done but i think he is yeah i hope he's not done at least to do 
a little bit of a run to finish things off. I still think he should have been a world champion. I still think yeah, he should have been champion during that time that Brock Lesnar was, you know. Yeah, I think he should have beaten AJ Styles. I'd have been down for that. And they should have had a Hell in a Cell match. Listen, I know it's not 2018. Fuck off. They should have had a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> All right? Like, there's no reason why not. The Big Show being a part of, uh, well, I should keep saying uh, Big Show, but I should be calling him Paul White because he's not going to be Big Show. show. He's Big Show forever. Uh, It would be so funny, though, if they tried to give him some. Thankfully, what AEW does, uh, what they don't do, I should say, that TNA did, was TNA would try to name things basically like as close as possible. So it'd be like, I don't know, uh, somebody like Big Show comes in, they would call him like, Big Paul, and he'd be like, "Oh, oh come God, on!" Totally... Like... Dixie Carter's husband would have totally produced a "Well, it's Big Paul." Yeah, it would have been like, "Well, Big Paul is here," or something like that. <laughs> and they would have been like, "You know, oh, the show is stopping now because Big Paul White is here," and the, you know, like it, it would have been awful. And honestly, they need to call him Giant, Giant Paul White. It just, you know, well, it's just, <laughs> like, he, well, it's the big white, no, no, no. You know, it'd be great. You know, like, uh, do you remember the old Jake the Snake Roberts theme that just kept repeating, do you trust me? Yeah. What if they just had, like, uh, Paul White comes out and it's like, well, it's <laughs> just like that the entire time. By the time he sits down in the commentary, that that then it's well, <laughs> where you get well, it's Paul White. <laughs> silence, <laughs> kind of like a gong or something going off, but not the whole rest of the song. I'm excited to see what he has to do here. More uh, reports have been coming out. Not really specific details about anything, but one thing had said people close to him thought that something like this was going to be happening because he had, quote, uh, major life uh, changes going on. They had lost his Netflix show, that he had moved, the deal coming up. So I'm assuming that this is one of those things where Big Show got to a point where he was like, you know what? My WWE stuff's not going anywhere. I'm spinning my wheels. The Netflix thing didn't take off the way that I was hoping that it would. Clearly at that point, you've had your show. It didn't work. Probably there's not going to be another offer, at least for a while, if ever, to have another show. You got to get back into wrestling if you want to still keep working. Probably has more than enough money that he doesn't need to, but he wants to give back. I don't blame him if that's the case. Emma Watson to you. Not in the slightest bit. <laughs> you don't get that, do you? No. Emma Watson <laughs> recently stated that she's like, you know, I have enough money. I'm retired. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. You know what, though? Good for her. Yeah. If I were in her shoes, if I had enough money and I didn't want to be hounded by the paparazzi all the time and whatever, like, yeah, I, I see it. It settles down. She... I don't know, sips fucking lemonade on her porch all day. It doesn't matter. Like, And, and she's earned that right. So and, big show, though, it seems like he was just like, you know what? I want to hang out with the boys. I want to do stuff. 
I cool. think that's a wrestling thing. Yeah. Where it's like really, really hard to give it up. And you know what though? When you look at and Callum said this beautifully on the show on Wednesday, WWE never totally used him right. Right. They got too bogged down in the comedy shtick. I think he could have a really good final run in all elite wrestling. Fucking let War oh I said Warhorse. Fucking let uh Wardlow throw him around. You know, put Wardlow over like that. That's one of the questions I was going to ask you was, who is it on the roster that you're actually excited to see him have matches with? I would say Wardlow. There's Wardlow, there's Brian Cage, I think. I would like to see him against MJF, because I would love to see what MJF can do with that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you got to have Marco Stunt. If he's not picking up Marco Stunt and throwing him like eight rows into the crowd, then something's wrong. And then you have fucking Luchasaurus kill him. Yeah, you got uh, you got him. You got Lance Archer, another big dude. Maybe yeah. I'm not loving this idea, but if they do go in the direction of more goofy Big Show, you can pair him up with some other people that can have more comedy type stuff too, like. I, I'd be interested to see what he could do with Orange Cassidy that they could do with like the funny side of pro wrestling. I would be interested in him doing something with the Dark Order and not just because he's been raising his hand like that for 20 years. Um, I'd be interested in seeing him do something with um, your your buddy there at Colorado. The Colorado could throw him around. Yeah. It'd be good. You know they're you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna fucking put him in the ring with Anthony and Gogo and like <laughs> never wrestle again. <laughs> yeah. Um. I we, there's no indication of when Elevation starts. Is there? They didn't say the release yeah, date. They did Monday, oh, they March fifteenth. When did they say that? I don't remember catching that. On Dynamite. Oh, it might have been like one of the things that when I was fast forwarding or something. Yep. Um, March 15th, you said? Yep. I have to write that down in my notes so I, that I know that we can definitely cover that. Monday, March 15th, Elevation. Elevation. That, that's also the weekend that we'll be covering Fastlane. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we don't know too much about what's happening at Fastlane, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the TV stuff for this week. Another TV thing for this week to talk about, though, is... Young Rock, episode two. What'd you think? Good. Based off of a real match. Or at least one of them was the the Piper stuff. Um, I like it. I'm not sure I'm going to continue with like the weekly basis. This might become like a binging project. It feels but, very bingy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like the show overall. I like it, but I don't love it. Right. There are a few things that I think that they're doing really, really well. And a couple things that just don't feel like my style, I guess. This also doesn't feel like it's on that network to me. This feels like an ABC show. And you know why? Why is that? Because Fresh Off the Boat was an ABC show. And it's very Fresh Off the Boat. 
it, like there's a certain the way that they film things on like CBS and NBC and ABC, they get into like I don't know if it maybe it's partially the cameras themselves that they use, maybe it's some of the overarching producers or whatever, but there's a certain feel to some of those shows. You can usually tell the difference. And for this one, if you were to just show me this and say, what network is this? I'd be like, oh, it's ABC for sure. Whereas some other shows over the years like that. Oh, God, what was the name of that show? Um, Kristen Malati, the one who played the mother in How I Met Your Mother. She did a show for like one season pretty much right oh, after that. God. Oh, my Oh, I oh, liked no. it. Uh, it went I. nowhere. But it was like a like they worked at two separate buildings or something. I forget like the name of the show. A to Z. Yeah, that's it. Cause that's what why I the thinking. hell do I remember that? That's what I was thinking too. A to Z. Why am I remembering A to Z in 2021? What? Uh, now I got to Google this. When the hell did this show come out? A to Z TV had to show. Be like it had to be. So this was 2014. I knew it was after How I Met Your Mother. I didn't know it was immediately following the closing. Starring Ben Feldman, the guy who I, for a while, thought was uh, the one who was um, Drew McInfart. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a show that A to Z was uh, an NBC show and didn't quite feel like an NBC show to me. So it's, I don't know, they're all over the place. Some people are sitting there going, why are you talking about this on the wrestling thing? It's Young Rock, that's why. Fanboysanonymous.com. Uh, so I liked, for instance, the uh, the way that they did the whole thing with he's having uh, these flashbacks of these matches with Rowdy Rowdy Piper and with Ric Flair. And it's like one, two, and then it cuts to him being like, oh, and the people. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he lost that match. Like, so they're not going to show the three. I like that a lot, you know? And he covered that on Twitter, too. He's like. Yeah, I get asked why a lot because apparently Rocky Johnson, not a great dude. He's like, and I get asked why I always stick up for him and stuff like that a lot. And the answer is simple because he's my dad. And I'm like, that's so pure in a time where I know it's very popular to say, well, even if they're family, you know, they're trash people, you have to disown them. And Rock is just like, that's my dad. You know, it's weird. Like, I mean, he really comes off as the villain of the show. He's supposed to, I think. Yeah. And I did not expect that going into this. And I didn't know too much about any of these stories from Rocky Johnson, but it seems like there's real validity to it. And it's like, you know what? Like, I'd be pissed if I were the rock and that was like how my dad was acting and whatever. But, but like, that's like, I think they're going to cover that because he did have a Rocky. No pun intended. <laughs> relationship with his father. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that. I like that this episode didn't need to split the story into three. Where it's like, you know, here's the story for me as a little kid. Here's me as a teenager. And here's me as a college student. And they all tie in together in some fashion. It was like, no, here's the story about me as a teen. That's the story we're telling. Because that's one of the things that I was wary about i thought that maybe they would split things up too much and then they wouldn't be able to actually dive deep enough into the story for me to like sink your teeth into right but they showed that they're just you know they're gonna bounce around here so that's good you know if they got a story for him as a kid they're gonna tell the story of him as a kid it's not gonna be 
three minutes of that just so they can cram in the rest of it and kind of hurry along. I'm not I'm digging the like, Karen all that much. <laughs> Fine ass Karen, is that her name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think that a lot of this is probably gonna be like the reveal of he's my dad and I love him, but he actually I learned over time that he's actually a piece of shit. <laughs> like, but I still love him. I, I think there's gonna be like a lot of those very real stories told. And that's good, because I think we need those stories told. His mom looks like a saint on the show, of course. Well, his mom But then again, like it's probably mother, true. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's not too surprising. I liked it though. Like I again, I liked it. I didn't love it. There were moments that I laughed. There were moments that I was just sort of like, eh, I mean, this is a little bit too stereotypical and we could just move on here. But like, um, I kind of, uh, digged the whole spot where he's like, you know, what, what can you offer Karen that nobody else can? And it says Hans and Franz impression <laughs> out of all things. Yeah. I, it's, I'm going to keep watching. I just don't know if I'll keep watching. Yeah. On a regular basis. I do sort of feel like if this next episode isn't, strong enough I'll probably wait and just binge the rest of them in a couple weeks then again I thought that with WandaVision I was like maybe I'll just wait and do Von- yeah, WandaVision and all shot down on WandaVision the first week and then now I'm like ah, it came out earlier and I didn't watch it yet I want to know like, <laughs> so you know we'll see Um, I can't talk too much about this but you can John Moxley still the IWGP United States champion he beat Kenta. Plenty, you can talk plenty about it. He beat Kenta, and you don't know why, and I don't know why, and I'm willing to bet nobody else listening to this knows why. I'm pretty sure we all felt like, all right, a belt will go to Kenta, but I guess they got plans for Moxley. It just Moxley seems strange. Said, like uh, You would think that they would want to have that belt back. Moxley has said if it wasn't for COVID, he would have had like a full-time run in Japan along with his AEW stuff. So who knows? Now, you said that they filmed this in California, right? Right. So maybe the plan is to do a lot of recordings over here, and that's how they're going to get it out of it, I guess? Because you got to assume, like, I mean, if they don't... Like, travel, maybe travel gets a little bit better, maybe it doesn't. I'm not anticipating travel's going to go back to normal this year. I don't think anything will go back to normal this year. But then again, so many people are so apathetic. By the way, America hit the milestone of over half a million. Yeah. Uh, COVID deaths, that is. And, yeah, uh, not even half a million uh, people infected. Yeah, half a million dead. Case, talking <laughs> half a million dead. And I think people are desensitized, as shitty as that is to say. And it is fucking shitty to say. But I think it's going to go back to normal as quickly as possible. And more and more people are doing the whole like, well, let's open this up now. And it's another discussion for another day. But oh, yeah, another show entirely. Yeah. The old talk show. Yeah. The, uh, the Kenta thing surprises me, though. I would have thought that he would have won that for sure. If not just to get the title back into Japan and the champion to be able to defend on that ground more right i guess at the end of the day it is a u.s belt and they're like 
Let's try to keep it on the top U.S. guy. So another thing that um, doesn't have to do with New Japan, uh, but it's you know, we just talk about COVID. So something to talk about. Remember that whole story about that they were going to do those cardboard cutouts for WrestleMania? One second, because this is a Fightful Select, so I'm just going to pull it up and read it verbatim. Because <laughs> uh, that, that's... Hey, look, I got an email from Tony. I'll say the date. Hey. Uh, this is real time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> just pull it up. My, my email's here. I, I do think... Uh, the cardboard cutout idea would have been stupid. I haven't seen the cardboard cutout thing, so I can't comment on that. Yeah, but... you don't really watch sports. Neither do I, for that matter. But whenever I've seen sports, I've seen them there, and they look like shit. It, it, really? I've I've only seen the thing with the South Park thing. Because that, That's... I thought, was hilarious. At that point, just do the Thunderdome. You but know, what's like, what was the whole plan with the cardboard cutout? Were they going to have like everybody spread out and the cardboard people in between them? Yeah, so that's kind of how they did the Super Bowl. Uh, so you'd, like if they stood up and whatever, you'd be like, oh, okay, that, those people are just yeah, sitting down had, cardboard like, things. Cut out of famous people too. Like Jericho was like, oh, I'm next to uh, this famous person, and they had a lot of fun with it. Uh, so the report basically says. Uh, there are several names pushing for the cardboard cutouts because of how full the venue will look. And there are multiple people that contacted Fightful in awe of the visuals. However, we've been told that at least initially Vince McMahon was not in favor of them. Yeah, because they look stupid. Good on Vince. This is a good one for Vince to plant his flag in. Here's my suggestion. You ever play the game Guess Who? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Just fill it up with those. Have them go up and down. <laughs> uh, it's the wave. Yeah. It's like, woo! Do they have glasses on? <laughs> like, you know. They have a WWE version of that. I want to play that one. <laughs> Do they have that? Yeah. All right. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do an impromptu play the game here. I'm gonna think okay. of some. I'm gonna think of somebody, and you're gonna have to uh, toss out some yes or no kind of things. All right. All right uh, let me just think about which one of these couple people that I'm thinking about going with. All right, I got one. Is this person male or female? Well, you gotta ask. Are they a male? That kind of thing. Oh, okay. Well, Screw it. Though. They're male. They'll save the effort. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, so, does this person wear a mask? No. Has this person been world champion? Yes. Is this person world champion currently? No. Is it Edge? No. Uh, Does this person have long or short hair? Long hair. Does this person wrestle wearing long tights? No. No. Yes, he has. Is it Drew McIntyre? No. Ah. Uh. Does person is this person blonde? No. Huh. 
Huh. Is this person on the Raw brand? No. So at this point, half the stadium's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this person on the NXT brand? Nope. Okay, so it's SmackDown Superstar, who is a male. Oh, I didn't say that that was... Oh. <laughs> I'm no. just thinking about someone. <laughs> um, huh. Is this person actively competing? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you said that. Is this person actively employed by WWE? No. Okay. Drop your comments below, everybody, before we eventually yeah, release yeah, this. I, I want to know if everybody's, like, at what point anybody got the answer. Long hair. Has wrestled in long tights. Has been a world champion. Not currently employed. Is this person in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Is this person in the Hall of Fame twice? No. Oh, look, there goes my guess. Are you thinking <laughs> Hogan? I was thinking Brett. Ah, uh, Brett. Um, that could have been a lot of people then. Could have been Sean. Is, so this person's in the Hall of Fame. Booker. He's been world champion. He's... Huh. Has this person ever been in the main event of WrestleMania? Yes. Has this person ever been in a singles match in the main event of WrestleMania? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Is it The Undertaker? No. Fuck. There's only a couple more people that could possibly be. <laughs> Actually, I can only think of three other people. No, I can actually only think of two other people. No, actually, yeah, three. So he's been in the main event of Mania. He's... Has this person main evented WrestleMania in the 90s? I don't remember which ones uh which ones were the nineties. I'm blanking on the dates. What's the first one? What was ninety? Anything after six. Oh, uh yeah. Wait. Ah, is it Savage? Yeah, it's Savage. Ah <laughs> 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 your apprehension to the eighth of the nineties gave it away. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, after six, so there's seven of them. Like, wait, no, that's so that's Hogan. Because the co-main event of seven and the co-main event of eight. Right, he does, yeah. He does win the world title at eight, but he only made events four and five, which are in 88 and 89. Yeah, that was the whole, like, wait, yep, yeah, uh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage. The reason why I picked him is because I got that Funko Pop right above my head. <laughs> so. huh. Savage, Dude, that so was good. Fun. I hate to admit how fun that was. <laughs> Imagine doing that uh, for a quick spot at, you know, some kind of guess who thing at WrestleMania. <laughs> Obviously, they would never do that, but, you know, that was a fun little aside. Um, if you like that, check out our previous episodes of Play the Game. There's, like, I don't know, nine episodes or something like that. Fucking hit me with uh, Brett Colt. Like, uh, fucking Bart Gunn, okay? <laughs> which, which, by the way... Listen, I'll be real. That 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 fucked me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me. 
later on. Oh, Brett Colt, because Brett sounds like Bart and Colt 45. Like And Colt was, being a horse and yeah. I was so mad that I didn't know. <laughs> Especially since I started that, like, oh bark gun this, bark gun that. Alright, I'll think of somebody. <laughs> bark gun. <laughs> you, you fuck you. If I would have remembered about that, I would have gone with her. Right, I'm thinking of a wrestler, and it would have been Mark Gunn just to fuck with you some more. Good times. So we checked off this one, that one, that one, that one. Let's talk about the TV show content of the week, which I probably should have brought up my list. Uh, I'll do that in real time as well here. But on Monday Night Raw, and for instance, we got the stuff that we were going to eventually talk about as our main event, but we decided to do the Superstars course thing instead. The uh, future of the WWE Championship is lingering in the payback that Bobby Lashley is owed. Not at payback. That's going to be a different event, maybe. But um, he said, you know, we got a, you have a debt that you have to pay back to me. I want that WWE Championship shot. And The Miz, which great character work, was just like, I just need more time. Just just give me a little bit more time, you know. More time, because time's good. You know, time. <laughs> like, there's no rational... Uh, reason for why he should be needing more time, but he's a slimy weasel, and that's true to character. A little bit weird that they incorporated Braun Strowman in here so that Braun Strowman could lose to Bobby Lashley and I'll not be included right in the match. Now. It's Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I mean, it seems like that's going to be, but Braun shouldn't have a reason to be upset with Shane for that. Like, Shane didn't interfere. And unintentionally cost or something. Well, they gave you the reason. I think it's stupid. I think you're stupid. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think you're stupid. I think this is stupid. I think everybody's stupid. Fuck everybody kind of thing. No, like, stupid. Like, let's see. Give Braun the belt. He's he's me right now. Just I think that this is all dumb. I hate you all. Like you know. Kind of <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll agree to that. <laughs> I don't know where they're necessarily going with this. If they're going to have the um, the match next week end the way that I would anticipate should end of Bobby Lashley winning the championship, or if they're really just going to stretch this out until Fastlane. But no Drew McIntyre on this episode, so and does that Drew? I'm one hundred percent of the belief that Drew gets involved next week, and we stretch it out to triple threat. Unpopular opinion, I know the. F- I read a Bobby Lashley interview today. It was inside the ropes. And Bobby Lashley in this interview says, listen, Brock is the dream match and fuck the Miz basically. But Drew McIntyre is the guy. Drew McIntyre has beaten Goldberg. Drew McIntyre has beaten Lesnar in five minutes. He's beaten Goldberg in five minutes. I want to beat Drew McIntyre. And I'm like, because he's being so dismissive of the Miz, I now want Miz to go all the way through WrestleMania. Because I think there's it's a better story than anything they could tell with uh Lashley and McIntyre. And even like Bad Bunny. Like I think Bad Bunny's fucking awesome. I think it's cool that WWE has an actual like in celebrity that, you know, doesn't you know, actually likes the product and doesn't want to just be there for a cheap paycheck. But this is a better story. Tell that story about The Miz making it to Mania. I'll have him win again. Honestly, like, I I know. Look, I know. 
Callum shivered. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Callum's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Callum's turned off the podcast at this point. But no, no, like seriously, I think like let it let it fly. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the Miz. And as much as I would like the idea of Bobby Lashley winning the championship and all that stuff, if it happened at a different time, I'd be so much more into it. I just feel like this is a rushed, lame build to WrestleMania and the the payoff's not going to be great no matter what they do and whatever. And I'm hoping on that I'm wrong. Um, the Braun Strowman stuff threw me off because to me that was just like, all right, I guess they're going to put Braun Strowman in the match. All right, they're not. So then he just lost for no reason. I guess it's to put Bobby Lashley over even stronger, but it was what it was. Um, Matt Riddle's got a name for his U.S. title. It's Travis. <laughs> Travis and Riddle. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Matt, Matt Riddle's a goof. I like the goofy character, though. I know a lot of people don't. I like it. Um. Yeah, Matt Riddle has also made some waves this week as he's kind of like, yeah, and Undertaker, we're wrestlers today are smarter than wrestlers of your generation, and people have been quick to point out that uh, he's currently being sued. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, they are smarter in some ways, for sure. Some other ways, not everybody. You know, John Morrison's yeah. uh, injured now based off of the match that he had with Riddle. He's got some kind of a leg injury of some sort. Dude, that report literally said, Dave Meltzer says, he hit his knee. Like, <laughs> quality bro, report bro like we saw him hit his fucking knee like ah. sorry <laughs> side, side note but I, I think he's fine I hope so I mean obviously I don't want anybody to get injured but uh, Priest beat Garza her business beat Lucha House Party because Lucha House Party is just there to lose to people Lucha. Randy Orton Lucha. puked up uh, blank, uh, black stuff uh, Papa Shango angle. Hold on, hold on. You said blank, and that's great, considering what we were talking about before. <laughs> <laughs> blank. You know, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt said, don't you worry about blank. Let me worry about blank. And Orton said, I'll vomit up blank. <laughs> so I, I... It was Monday. This is my week to not cover Raw, so I promptly wasn't. And I go on Twitter, and I see Randy Orton throwing up the Venom symbiote. And I, <laughs> My honest to God remark was, holy Papa Shango, what is happening? And like literally, it's the Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior thing. Yeah. Just, the thing, you know what the thing kills me about that is? You know what that angle is most known for? The overacting of and all that. And the, the vomiting and the blah. And then going, how stupid was this? <laughs> and now they're like, oh, fucking, this is great. Oh, Orton should have just been doing the whole convulsing and all that stuff, too. That would have been even better. I don't know. Best case scenario, it actually is a Papa Shango angle, and we get Randy Orton versus Papa Shango at WrestleMania. I'm here for it, especially after watching uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah, then um, Wade Barrett can be the guest ring announcer, and he can be like, I told you all (laughs) Papa Shango's coming back. Ah. Uh, we got the end, I think, of this Lacey Evans thing because they were like, you know what, uh, whatever. And we got, the, we got the end of the Lacey Evans thing. I don't think we got the end of the Ric Flair thing. 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I hate that this is like the eighth time that they've told the story of Charlotte needs to argue that she needs to be not so in her dad's shadow. Fucking point. That is my issue. That is my thing here. Ric Flair, who is bar none, in my opinion, the greatest overall professional wrestler ever. I watched this man cut promos for a laugh because he's so enthusiastic and he goes on everything he can to say, my daughter is far better than I. My daughter is going to take the business to places I never could. Charlotte Flair has main evented WrestleMania, something that her dad has never done. Charlotte Flair has won 12 championships in the time frame that her father defended too. Like, Charlotte Flair has done so much. Why are you still telling this story? Mm-hmm. Because we all know that it's sheer laziness. It's not like, oh, this is the, the monkey on Charlotte's back that needs to be addressed. Nah, you just got you guys ain't got nowhere else to go. Right. Didn't you like address this the last five times you've told this story? Didn't it end at different times? Does she have to like here's what I think they're doing. They're never gonna stop doing this story until she gets to seventeen. Or he dies. Yeah, I mean, if he if he dies, then they can't do the story. But sorry, I think I'm sorry. Hold on, I apologize for that. Well, no, that's that's just the truth of it, though. Like, if you know, if he passes away before that happens, was, then remember when he was dying, right? And that became like, let's bring that kind of into the mix and turn her babyface and everything too. Well, hold on, I'm gonna go a step further here. Do you remember when she was just Charlotte, right? And then he was dying, and she became immediately Charlotte. Flair and WWE by the way they had this ready like they had a full network special going because Ric Flair was legitimately in a coma and it wasn't looking good and I just can't believe that four years removed from that we're like let's tell that story again about how Charlotte doesn't want to be in her dad's shadow Mm -hmm. the only legitimate gripe that they have is that one time a couple of years ago when ESPN was hyping the main event of WrestleMania and they literally had like Becky Lynch, you know, badass, women's Royal Rumble winner, uh, Asuka, Asuka Ronda Rousey, UFC champion, WWE champion, Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter. That's okay. I get it. But that was two years ago. You've proven them wrong too. You don't need to tell this story anymore. And my fear is that he's going to come back with, if not Ripley, another female superstar to take down Charlotte. And it's like, at this point, you don't need it. Charlotte has done it. She's surpassed her dad. You shouldn't even show them feuding as much as you do. I I don't know. I I don't like it. I feel like they... Either they specifically are the catalyst for this or Ric Flair is the catalyst for this and they're going along with it. The idea of what we were talking about with Big Show. They're like, they're still around. They still want to hang out. They still want to do something. But Ric Flair is at a point where he can't wrestle. And he can't do that kind of stuff. So he wants to just be a part of something. And the only way that they can think of is 
let's have you do stuff with Charlotte and let's tell this the one story that we can't think of anything else, you know? Why didn't they just keep him with Randy? That was great. It was great. I was totally up for that because that was like, okay, well, he's a mentor. He's eh, kind of hitching his wagon to him, but, you know, that I've happens. 20 years of history at this point with mm-hmm. Randy. Which is insane. Like, I like that a whole lot. And then they went back to the Charlotte thing and they didn't even fully end it either. Cause they did the whole thing with like, uh, you know, well, let me just do my thing or whatever. And Ric Flair was basically just kind of sitting there like, you know, I'm, I'm going to look sad and, and whatnot. I like how they completely wrote off a lot of the other elements though. Like he's like, I never said that I was the father of the kid. It's like, well, <laughs> what was the whole point of the acting with the, you know, just I, wrestling sometimes. I just well, hate it so much. I can understand Ric Flair doing the whole, Woo, call me daddy. Yeah, all right. You know, but the the thing was, they went to the pay-per-view. And they literally had the panel discuss, well, I think it's Rick Flair's kid, obviously. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that seems like they're going into the whole Asuka and Charlotte thing, which is like, yeah, we knew you were going to do this. Why didn't you just do it a month ago? You should have done it at the chamber. Mm-hmm. It should have been Charlotte versus Asuka versus, you know, throw the bunch of other people in the mix. Uh, Naya, Shayna, Alexa, nope. whatever. So, so, well, we can get into this disagreement because I think this is ridiculous. I do not believe in any circumstance outside of two, Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank. I don't believe that, oh, well, we need a women's elimination chamber. No, you don't. Because you, 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 you don't like look, no competitor, male or female, should want to step inside <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Okay, that is first of all. I like that Sasha, by the way, on that Stone Cold thing. She's like, I don't want to do a single uh, Hell in a Cell match to, ever I again. Do a fourth Hell in a Cell match. She's you know like, why? That hurts. <laughs> because no person ever should want to step inside Hell in a Cell. This idea. And I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent here because I've seen this way too fucking much. This idea that, oh, well, they should have had a woman's chamber. Why? Be, oh, because of quality. Yeah, okay, here's your quality. Th- this year, the two men's stories needed it the most. Last year, we had a fucking tag team chamber just for the sake of it. We don't need to keep bastardizing these gimmicks for the sake of it. I'm down for a woman's chamber when it makes sense. This year, the men's stories just needed the chamber. It, they just did. It's not that big of a deal. And I don't get why so many people think that, oh, well, yeah, they should just be entitled to a female chamber. Why? They're going to get their asses messed up. Like, again, the men should not want to get into the chamber. No competitor. It's called the devil's playground, for God's sake. And you get, like, sorry, it's one of those things that really fucking irks me that everybody's like, oh, well, this was a failure of a pay-per-view because there was no women's elimination chamber. No, it was a failure of a pay-per-view because the booking was bad. No, Natalia's at the $1 tier. The booking <laughs> is bad. Like, you, you don't get to do this. You don't get to just decide that everything sucks because discrimination. And it's just like, stop! <laughs> 
I still maintain I think that they should have had a number one contenders match or something because I don't like the idea that at fast lane they're gonna go ah crap uh this and then three weeks later it's Wrestlemania I agree with that <laughs> I agree with that I don't like the fact right now that the Smackdown side has both of the Wrestlemania main events do you know what that means I mean Sasha and Bianca probably aren't headlining one of those nights Oh, you know what? That too. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, God, that, I, I, that's I something that. I found funny, and we got to talk about that. We're going to bounce around a little bit here and there. But on SmackDown tonight, they advertise ahead of time Bianca Belair is going to make her WrestleMania announcement. And it's like, yeah, she's going to pick Sasha Banks. And they're like, who is she going to pick? And it's like, well, maybe the one and only person she's been interacting with for the past like 10 weeks. You didn't try at all to make it seem like she had a slight chance of doing the Oscar pick. So why should I be so like, I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, she picked Sasha. Just announce it. You should have announced it right after she won the Royal Rumble because she basically saying ahead of time that she was going to do that. And you had her only interact with Sasha. So One of the best Royal Rumble announcements was Shinsuke Nakamura because it took him 45 seconds. To just go, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And people went, oh shit, they did the thing that we want them to do. You knew that they were going Bianca and Sasha. I even tweeted, I'm like, I wouldn't hate it if she just goes, go with Asuka, because somebody's got to make that belt relevant. Like, <laughs> you knew they were going with Sasha. And here's the thing, that's fucking awesome. That two black women are headlining WrestleMania. Because they should headline. I don't think they will now. Well, it's also, uh, like, what's the story happening here? Reginald keeps coming out and keeps saying that she's going to lose. Why is he hanging around with Sasha? So what is this? I have no fucking idea. Why is it that I I just laid out? It's a historic main event for a multitude of reasons. The women have never main evented one-on-one. Two black people, never mind male or female, have never main evented WrestleMania together. This is a historic match, and you're going to fuck it up because you don't know how to build two two athletic people in an athletic contest of athleticism? It's not like there's there's every element of this should work. They're both capable on the microphone. They're both capable in the ring. They're both young. They're both very attractive. They're both... Very easy to do like press and interviews and media coverage. And like you don't get this a lot. Their gimmicks are literally, I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. Well, I'm gonna prove it. Okay, well then I'll go fuck you up. Like Okay, you still have even if you get through fast lane, I think you still have like three weeks. They need to get to a point with this rivalry where it's just vignettes of them training. You remember Sasha and Bailey, the Iron the Iron Man? Where it's I don't remember the vignettes. Training. It's just them training. Do that. Well, the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels stuff, it's even. It's just them training. You know? Brock and Brock Lesnar, it's just them training. This is that to a level that you have never had it before for the women. Please, please treat this like the contest that it needs to be. 
And just so we're clear, you see, you can criticize something and love something. And I, I mm-hmm. love this women's division. No, I don't think that they needed to go in the chamber, but these two women need to headline one of the nights of WrestleMania, period, point blank. They need to headline night one of WrestleMania. And I'll say this, Edge, right now, it's kind of like, it's reminding me of why I don't like Edge as a babyface. The storyline right now is very much just like, we're going to have a match. <laughs> I, I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling this Bianca and Sasha thing. Get Reginald out of the way. Yes, he was fun. You're doing the thing that you do when you have a fun thing and you run it into the ground so quick that people forget it was ever fun to begin with. Mm-hmm. It just has nothing to do with Carmella. So, I don't know. Maybe in their mind, Reginald is going to be the new... <sighs> Something just came in my mind, and I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if this is it. I wonder if they're going to pair Reginald with Sasha. So that way they've got somebody for people to fight when it comes to Montez Ford and Bianca. And let me tell you why this will receive drizzling shit reactions. Don't involve a man in this. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Montez Ford. Don't involve Tez is great. Like don't involve don't involve Reginald. You don't need a man in this story. Mm-hmm. You do not need a third element in this story. This is about Bianca and Sasha Banks, who are two of the most capable women in WWE history. Let them fucking main event the show. I thought you were gonna say let them fight. I was like oh, Godzilla flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, let them fight too. Let them fight. Um, yeah, so I I thought that was funny that they're just sort of like, I wonder who she's gonna pick. It's like maybe the one that she's been hovering around. You know, you're not getting the pulling the wool over our eyes like that. But I mean, now we what know. Like all of a sudden, where now even during the television shows, when they point at the sign, it's got to blow up. I guess because uh, you don't have to worry about pyro People. falling on the fans. Yeah. <laughs> And we know that Rhea Ripley is going to be on Raw because they advertised it like three times. Which is good. Kudos to Foley for tweeting out what was essentially, don't fuck this up. Yeah. (laughs) Mick Foley is getting very like... I love him. uh, Smart on Twitter, really. He's just like, yeah, don't fucking 50-50 her. Mm -hmm. Like, just let her run through people. Still really hoping they they've gotten to the point now where they have almost no time to really build it properly, but I'm still really hoping she beats Charlotte for that title at Mania. Yeah, and that's the only way to go. Mm-hmm. And not that she beats Charlotte and Asuka by be, uh, pinning Asuka, so that way you keep Charlotte looking strong, and then that way you do the Charlotte Flair match afterward. No, just have her beat Charlotte. Just do it, because... I'm sick and tired of the company wanting to beat around the bush and then not getting around to the thing that they were trying to avoid. I remember that thing I was talking about earlier about honesty and just saying what you need to say mm-hmm. and doing what you need to do. That's it. Because it's like, well, I don't think it's uh, the, not the right time to do four horse women against four horse women. No, now you can't. And, and now you never will. Yeah, now it won't happen. Just like you're never going to get that Sting and Undertaker thing. Just like you never had the 
The Rock and Shawn Michaels, just like you ever had the John Cena against whoever, just like you never had. And you can oh, just keep going not, on and yeah. going on. You never yeah. had uh, Cena Undertaker, quite frankly. Not I mean, a real, not in a real way, yeah, because it was like, like three D-Mac. years of them kind of uh, doing the whole thing, and it's like now we're gonna have him in a segment with Elias. Why, you know? Anyway, <laughs> uh, Priest beats Garza, Jackson Basler beat Oscar and Charlotte. Naomi, was that uh, the was that the main event result there? Priest beats Garza. No, <laughs> that was uh, I think Monsoor was on main event this week. <laughs> Just like NXT guy, just put him on. All right, fine. Because main event, nobody cares. Um, still haven't figured out how to pronounce O M O S. What is it this week? Uh, they were they were more into the Omos kind of thing. So it's been Omos and Omos and Amos and Amos and almost and Edward James almost and <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't know. That was Monday Night Raw. Um. I did like the thing with R-Truth and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest where Truth has the referee and Priest is just like, yeah, I can see that you're there and you've got the referee and he's like, oh, you got me this time. <laughs> like, you know, you got me this time, DP, he called him. So Charlie uh, Caruso must have liked that. Yeah. Um, Twitter discussions about Charlie. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Dynamite, the Raw of AEW. Moxley beat the Hollywood Hunk. Ryan Nemeth. I don't get it. Uh, yes, Nemeth. Okay, if you're a Nemeth, you can apparently sell your ass off, which is great. <laughs> but Nemeth, I, he's not hitting it with me. Starks and Cage beat the Varsity Blondes. There's a Sting promo with Hook in the Body Bag and Darby Allen zip lining down. I wish I would be like, oh my god, that's awesome. You're <laughs> no selling the fuck out of this. Yeah, I was just like a Sting hit a stinger splash with a scorpion death drop. Uh, I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shivani uh interviewed Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, and Miro. They're all gonna have a match. Uh we're gonna talk about that when we get to Revolution. Hager beat Brandon Cutler. Inner Circle attacked afterward, the whole Young Bucks thing and all that. Um, MJF and Chris Jericho beat the crap out of uh, Papa Buck. Bro, it is so clear what show you watch on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they beat a Papa Buck who overacted his ass off. Yeah. yeah he's oh he's taking uh, acting lessons from the Mrs. Dad. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was what it was. I've said this a few times. I don't take the Young Bucks seriously anymore. It's terrible, but when they try to be serious, I'm like, "Heh, you're doing a bit where you're serious." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks, but they they they've gone so far in that direction to me that like I don't take them as serious. And Jericho doing the whole thing where he involved their family, I don't think you needed that here. I'll go a step further. I don't think you need Jericho here. Jericho should be fully committed to the single scene and if not building young talent hovering around that world title. We I just think that it's weird that we're getting this whole young bucks versus inner circle thing while the inner circle is feuding within themselves while the young bucks are dealing with Kenny Omega and the good brothers who Kenny Omega is with Moxley and Moxley had a little thing with Eddie Kingston who is feuding with Lance Archer who is kind of feuding with the people he was teaming up with who were part of a different crew who like 
they really like this interwoven type of thing and I don't mind that because at least at any point any match can happen and it would be it would have some kind of tie. I the Jericho thing specifically is like your tag division is stacked. It's stacked and you're like I know makeshift team because we don't want to do another match with you know, Moxley and either Jericho or MJF. You know, and it's like that that sucks. That sucks for teams like TH2 and Private Party and Oh, the, the teams in the tag team casino battle royal because you couldn't just fucking wait for double or nothing, could you? Did you do the casino match? You had to do one in January or in March and then do it again in May. Still don't know why they keep calling it casino. <laughs> <laughs> like like you just said there, if double or nothing, casino battle royale. Okay, it's casino. It's double or nothing. Cool. Revolution. Where's the casino theme? They love gambling stuff. I don't understand it. I'll say this. Revolution does look like a fun card. And we're going to review it on Wednesday. And I think it'll be one of the most fun put together cards. Because there is a lot of gimmick matches. And they all have their own purpose. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm not a fan of the face of the revolution ladder match. I don't know why they needed to give that a Eh, thing. I'm not bothered by it. It's, It's a decent name. And it's a fucking Money in the Bank ladder match. They'll take it. Are they going to get a giant face? Gonna, I, hope grab Allen, I hope it's a Darby Allen face. <laughs> well, Archer's in that. He beat Phoenix. Nyla Rose beat Britt Baker, which I was surprised about. I thought that which Baker would be the... Mistake, uh... Which is a mistake. It's a mistake. Give Britt Baker the belt. Give Britt Baker the belt.com. Hashtag give Britt Baker the belt. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, what are you doing? It's Since so we don't weird. know the results yet, who do you I'm think should? Uh, well, Rio's still in there. I thought that she lost. No, it's Rio versus Thunder Rosa. And so then... who's on the um, the Japanese side? It's Yuki Sakazaki and who is was the it, other one? Is it Emi Sakura? No, I think she lost. Is it Benny? No, no, it's a. No, she lost. Re, it's Rio. It's the other Rio. It's the Rio. Rio. Is, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm assuming that she is the one that fights. Because uh, she's the one that said that she was going to retire until AEW came up with this, right? I don't give a sh- <sighs> So I think that they said, why don't you do this? And she went, oh, okay, cool. Like, if I get a title shot and I get to go to America and I get to be a part of this roster and do this kind of thing. Let me be, let me be clear. I think this division needs an American champion. That is not me. Somebody said in the Fightful podcast, oh, why is Rob shitting on the Joshi? I'm not shitting on the Joshi. I like Joshi wrestling. I want a champion who can start to build the division for this audience. Listen, we all like Rey Mysterio Jr. But when I say, Tony, name the most entertaining WCW Cruiserweight champion you can. If it's not Ray, who's it going to be? Oh, there's Jericho. There's Eddie. You said it, you said it right away. It's Jericho. Because Jericho had the character and the personality. And I just want somebody with character and personality. I don't want to see a Joshi showcase at this pay-per-view. Not because Joshi matches aren't good. But, like, I just watched on Moxie versus Kenta. And great matches are great. 
Now we need to start weaving stories back into that. Yeah, I got a feeling if it's Cheetah against uh, Rio or is it Rio? That's her name. Yeah. To be honest, I watched the first episode and I didn't watch any of the other ones since then because I was like, all right, I'll figure out who wins. Like, it's it's not going to matter too it's, much. It's it's Rio, but it's it's probably like Rio. Like, it's probably pronounced differently. Maybe. It's not like Rio. I think that's going to be the match. And I think that it's going to be the type of thing that if you're a smart and you're in on this kind of stuff, you're going to go, oh, my God, this was amazing. This whatever. And if you're a casual, you're going to go, who are these two? Okay, well, it's kind of fun. And you won't care. And they'll go, it's okay, though, because men are going to blow themselves up in the main event. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So, backtracking a little bit here. Uh, we got NXT UK Tag Team Champions. New NXT the, UK oh Tag Team God. Champions. Uh, oh, good and looking one. Oh, <laughs> oh the Pretty deadly. twins have captured... <laughs> The NXT UK Tag Team Championship. There might not be. You know, I took that back because Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion. But if he wasn't, I dare say there may not be a more aesthetically pleasing WWE Champion right now than these two men. I don't even know their names. (laughs) (laughs) One's pretty and the other one's deadly. It's... it's, uh, so, Blonde Fabio and Brunette Fabio Sam and, Stoker uh, and Lewis Halley <laughs> Thank you Okay, they Don't ask look, me which one's which <laughs> They look so good I believe Howley is the brunette uh, they, mm. they look They're fantastic I, I don't even know how long they'll be champions The point is I like them because they're different They do the Undisputed Era pose a little bit Like the Roderick Strong, Adam Cole Like uh, You know, Roddy on his knees Adam Cole behind him mm. Those uh, that's weird to me just because somebody else in your company does that. But like these two are great and they're heels. And like, I, why would you ever want to see them get punched in the face? <laughs> like now I, my, I, my vote for most aesthetically pleasing champion in WWE right now, is Sasha Banks, but, uh, <laughs> you know. I, well, obviously I mean, <laughs> I've, I've beaten that drum and uh, never mind. Insert you. I'm just saying, like these two guys, they got something. Yeah, I I'm glad that Pretty Deadly won. They are not. I can't tell you like, oh, it's the top ten moves that Pretty Pretty Deadly does. But I like them enough, and I like the idea that they're switching things up a little bit. I've been saying for the longest time, drop the belt from Kaylee Ray, and Dallas has held the title for like uh, a year or so, and. Yeah, I'm still hoping Mako Satamora wins that. Um, if she doesn't, they've made a mistake. We got a uh, sides now got Nina Samuels as like her uh, her maid kind Assistant. of. Yeah. That's uh, so that's the second story that like is going on because they did the whole thing with uh, Miro and Chuck Taylor. Uh, so I, I don't know if they had that planned at the same time or if they just didn't pay any attention. But um, we got a. Uh, William Regal's kid wrestling Bailey Matthews. I didn't realize how much of an American accent he has. Do you hear this promo he cut after the match? No, I actually didn't see that. Yeah, he's got such an American accent. It's like if William Regal had an American accent, it's amazing. He looks like Regal. He looks so like, like Regal. <laughs> there were multiple times when I was watching that because I was still tired when I was watching it, where I was just like, 
man, this guy looks like Regal. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because he's just fucking kid. Like, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Looked like a real man's man. I, maybe. I, I think this is great. He's basically said he's going to work his ass off till he can come back and beat Tyler Bate. Uh, I like it. William Regal's great. Hopefully his kid will get some of the opportunities that he never did. And all the other stuff that happens really like just meh. Like Aoife Valkyrie beat Lana Austin. You know, whatever. Um, Supernova Sessions coming up next week. Tyler Bate? Amir Jordan yeah. and Kenny Williams just being like, yeah, we, we want to do things. <laughs> um, the first, for the first time ever, there will be a mixed tag match in NXT UK. Is that really and, the first time? Yep. Wow. Piper Niven and Jack Stars take on <laughs> Ginny and Joseph Connors. Joseph Connors. Thank you. I did um, like how they did that where she's like, I want to match against them and, um, Oh my god, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sid Scal. Sid Scal. I was like a uh, Sal. Uh, something. <laughs> Sal Lamy. <laughs> yeah, he's like I can't book you against the two of them, and I like that Piper Devin's just like this guy. He's my partner. <laughs> just grabs stars and stars is like okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll have a match. I'll have a match. Yeah, um, like, I've been on TV. The biggest problem I have with this episode, they're still calling him Bomber Dave Mastiff. It's da- it's friggin' massive Dave Mastiff, damn it. I, I wrote in my article, uh, Tyler Bate has a massive challenge next week. If I ever do like a high-profile XTK thing, it's the first place I'm going. Why isn't he massive Dave Mastiff? I've typed him out as Massive Dave Mastiff in some things before just to be like, look, I want to spread this around. This needs to be a thing. <laughs> and my fear is that they'll call him Dave Massive. And I don't want that. Yeah, no, he can't be Dave Massive. He's Massive Dave Massive. Massive Dave Mastiff. It's, it, just do it. It's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's no debate about this. It's right. You know. <laughs> this is the most time we will ever spend on NXT UK. <laughs> Probably. Only, only because Pretty Deadly won and that's the day <laughs> Next week it'll be like uh, either Miko Satamora won the title or she didn't. And that'll be about probably it. Uh, let's talk about NXT. Dexter Loomis beat Johnny Gargano in a non-title match. Uh, Cameron Grimes had this thing where since he's oh got God. all this money that uh, he's trying to replicate the one of my absolute, if not my favorite promo slash segment like that in the history of pro wrestling is uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase getting the little kid Sean telling him to, <laughs> that he'll give him like 500 bucks or whatever it was uh, to bounce the basketball. And he gets up to nine out of 10 or uh, 14 out of 15 and kicks the ball out of the way. And the kid is not a plant. The kid just legitimately is confused. <laughs> and the way that he delivers the line of, ah, oh, Sean, we didn't get to 15. <laughs> I cannot watch that still after decades and not laugh my ass off. It's so fucking good. And as soon as I saw that Cameron Grimes is watching that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm locked in on this. Like, this is going to be my favorite segment of the night by far. So he does the whole thing where he's like, you know, oh, if you can dribble this uh, basketball to 15, I'll give you a thousand dollars or whatever. And the person dribbles it to 15 and he's just like, what the... 
what what happened? Whatever. And it's like, all right, give me the money. All right, fine. I'm going to take it to somebody else. And that woman's like a WNBA star or something. She does it, gets the next one, just immediately hits the guy. Oh, you're not going to get anything on me because I'm Cameron Grass. <laughs> Screw you, Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> you can kiss my grits. <laughs> It's so bad. I love it. Twitter, like Virgil's, like, yo, give me some money. Oh, he said something to the effect of like he wanted some of the money, and he's like, no, screw you and screw Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Grimes legitimately might be the person who's the quickest turnaround for me from being like I hate this guy to just being like I love that I hate this guy. <laughs> Like, there have been instances in WWE where, like, as weird as it is, the fact that Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell were feuding turned into McMahon versus Trump at Mania. This has to be one of the greatest uses of outside pop culture in the world of wrestling with this uh, stock market <laughs> to, the, to the moon. It's so fucking funny. To the moon. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> so it's like I went from like what do they see in this dude why are they even giving him a North American title match to now being like I see it this guy's a fucking entertainer you know uh, uh, Dexter Loomis is on it, the opposite end of that spectrum for me Indy Hartwell thinks he saw it though but I <laughs> that's so much fun I did like the idea that uh, Theory's got like a Stockholm Syndrome thing going on. I, I do think it's too quick to be happening, but Indy being like, I don't know, I think he's kind of hot, and uh, Theory being like, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He's, a cool he's guy. just misunderstood. It's like, it's good, it helps, but I still think there's such a shelf life on Loomis's gimmick. Yeah. And I also, again, I don't think with the state of the world and especially the wrestling industry, I'm not sure if a chloroforming person should be a baby face <laughs> that is actually finding, you know, women who are trying. I just, like, that, that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But, like, this was better than other weeks of Dexter Lewis. I mean, I suppose maybe it's better if they try to play that off as like a comedy babyface thing than if it was a serious thing, because then it might be a little bit too like hitting home. But right. Then again, he doesn't have to be chloroforming people, so you yeah. Know. I mean, like stuffing them in trunks, you know, like it's he does a lot of weird shit. Which uh, side note? When the hell is Stranger Things coming out? Didn't Come on, weren't they paused because <laughs> of COVID? I don't know. It's just annoying. Yeah. Want to see it? God damn it! Uh, Leon Ruff was attacked by Isaiah Swerve Scott. In Tyler Rust attacks ever because this man is posing like he's Spider Man or something, and Swerve Scott is just like, no, kicks him in the head. Amazing, and and uh, Tyler Rust wins. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Rust is just standing there and it's just like, all right, well, diamond in the rust. Uh, Shirai beats Zoe Stark. In a good match. Uh, Tony Storm came out and said, you know, you can't beat me one-on-one. That's why you pin Mercedes Martinez, which, yep, good storytelling when it comes to that. And Shirai is going to fight Tony Storm in two weeks, I think it was, right? Yep. I wonder if they find a way to get out of that one. 
<laughs> Seems like that's what they do these days because they did that with the uh, MSK thing. They're not having their match next week. Yeah, I hate it. I, I hate, hate it. Every fucking week now. Every week now. So that's clearly, at this point, it's not just... COVID. You know, it's the whole, like, uh, once is uh, happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is uh, enemy action. <laughs> I think it is the quote. Like, um... It, this is a, a clear creative direction. They are purposely doing this because this they terrible. think that it works. I don't think it does. I think it's just annoying. They think that it works for what, Tony? I think that they think, and I don't even know if this would, like, I'll put this out there. I think that this is what they think. I don't even know if this is what they know that they think, but I think that this is their subconscious, maybe. And if I say it, and if somebody out there is listening, and you go, no, 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 that's not what, I would really like to hear what your reason would be for that it's not. Because I think subconsciously or just, you know, right on the surface, they think if they advertise a match and then they unadvertise the match, they've gotten two weeks worth of buzz for one thing. And who cares? You're still getting the match, but we had to do half as much work because we said, well, you know, next week you're going to get this thing. And then we can just go, oh, you know what? That thing twisted it and turned it in a different direction. You're going to get it. So now you're even more excited because now you had to wait. But we got you to be excited for that week without having to think of another whole thing. So here's the deal. I like that strategy. For once in a while. Yeah. Not every single fucking week. And not for a lot of things that don't necessarily even matter, too. Like, they've done this for matches that have been title matches. They've done it for big feud type things. But they've also just done it, you know, I I don't remember an exact uh, instance, but, like, they would have done it in the past for something like the... Leon Ruff and Tyler Rust thing. Like they kind of did. Yeah, I mean kind of. If they next week end up saying like, "Oh, you know what? Well, we're, we were supposed to get this last week, but we're going to get this time." Nobody's going to care. And when it comes to the matches that people do care, you do it enough times, people are going to go, "Oh, they're probably not even going to do the fucking match." Right. So I didn't like that. I don't like that they keep doing that. Now, maybe there's a chance that MSK has, uh, that Wesley does have an injury, and this was their way of kind of postponing it. But having the Grizzled Young Veterans beat Drake Maverick and Killian Dean, and potentially, I guess, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans are going to fight for the tag titles, maybe in a replacement thing. Then why did you have the tournament? You know, like it's just kind of, I don't know. To build the next thing. For a company that can plan out everything, they really don't plan out anything, and that's annoying. I get more and more annoyed when I hear stories about, like, 95 and 94, when Kevin Nash was like, yeah, you could ask Vince, what do you have planned for me in April? And he'd tell you, and it would be August, Mm -hmm. because they knew. This week, uh, this week, uh, this time frame, they're like, we don't have the rest of the show as the show is going on. And it's like, how you had a whole week. You had a whole week at minimum. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, realistically, like you should be building this shit at the end of any episode. They should know where the next episode's going. It's you should always book three weeks in advance at the very least. Yeah, I mean, ideally, when WrestleMania is over with, they have a game plan of where they vaguely want to go at least to SummerSlam. But, yeah. Zia Lee beat Casey Catanzaro. Referee stopped the match, and people are doing the whole thing. Is she actually injured? Is she not? I don't know. Uh, Tian Cha. You know? Don't mess with them. <laughs> they, you know what they need to do? And I'm not... I'm not in the slightest bit being funny here. This is not like... Uh, uh, and I'll let you actually be the judge as to whether or not to take this. It's, uh, I want to do a Mortal Kombat style tournament where you stack Xia Lee against a bunch of jobbers in like the warehouse that they were being tortured in and you call it the Mei Ying Classic. Okay, like you do it around the time that the Mortal Kombat movie's coming out. I don't know. Just do the damn thing. Am I right? <laughs> like, can we get um, uh everybody has a gimmicky name so you can bring back? We can't bring back back a uh, glacier, but they might own something with like Mortis or something. <laughs> like, kind of. Um, I mean, like you should really you should do it. Who played Maybe Mortis again? Canyon. Okay, that's right. I thought it was Canyon. So maybe they can like play off of the Canyon name or something, or they could just have a character named Rigger, and like uh, you know, have um, play off of like Raiden and uh, Shang Tsung and Goro and whatever. And just yeah, I, I want to see this happen. The I'm, intru- I'm interested in uh, that Mortal Kombat movie, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but fanboys content is coming your way. I'm yeah. sure because this is a week. They got a Tom and Jerry movie out there. Can I convince you to watch that? Probably not. Okay, <laughs> fine. I will watch that Mortal Kombat movie though. I got me that. So if anybody is interested in Mortal Kombat, we'll do a review point on that when that comes out. That's April something or other, I think. Right? April like yep. 16th or something. Um, yeah. And we mentioned Godzilla earlier. That's another one, too. I don't know. Fanboysanonymous.com. Check out what we've got uh, going on. There's also Karrion Cross beating Santos Escobar in a no-DQ match by pinfall. Good match. I enjoyed that. I I just love that. I love that they were legitimately just going all over the place. It felt like a fight. I like when wrestling feels like a fight these days. That's just the kind of style I'm into. Santos Escobar needs to lose that belt because he's better than that belt. Escobar is so good. Um, and let's wrap things up here with the SmackDown stuff. We talked about some of it already. Uh, Gable and Otis beat Mysterio and Dominic. Uh, I like that when they were advertising this on the website, they said that they will once again fight. I was like, <laughs> you don't even care. It's, uh, that again. Huh? <laughs> for the first time. For the eighth time ever or something. And they haven't beaten this down so incredibly much, but it's like a rematch. If that's one of the main things you're advertising is they're doing that again. Come on, guys. Like, just 
don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Anyway, Apollo Crews had an interesting promo. Yeah. He came out and he talked about something that he had mentioned last week about being from Nigerian royalty. And this whole promo was about how his ancestors were, uh, you know, the kings kind of in um, uh, Nigeria and that they wouldn't take this kind of crap from anybody. Um, his, I think he has said like his grandfather uh, would always say that like give him the steel, which like steel steps and all that. He's now going to, I guess, do going forward more of like an accent. Um, um, so the way that was framed was he was speaking in the tone of his grandfather. And I'm kind of hoping that that's where it stays. Because if you've ever seen Booker T and TNA, where he's just doing accents for the sake of it, that's what this felt like. <laughs> this whole thing is a little bit weird for me when it's like, okay, well, Apollo has lost like six title matches and they're still going to switch it over. They would have been better if this would have been like the beginning of it. But you know what? He's got more character now than he probably ever has. And I like that. So I'm cool with that. I agree. I agree. He beat Nakamura, so that's good. That's um, not good for Nakamura. Not good for Nakamura, but good for Cruz. Um, Street Profits beat Sami Zayn and King Corbin. Seth Rollins was further along his feud with Cesaro. And we kind of set something up for uh, Fastlane, but we didn't. At the beginning of the night, Roman Reigns caught a promo about Elimination Chamber. Dan O'Brien came out pointed out the obvious of, well, you know what? You set yourself up for something at Elimination Chamber. Why don't you actually have a match with me and silence all the doubters? Edge, to his credit, says, what the hell? Why are you getting a title match before me and stepping in the line? And they alluded to this idea that the original game plan, which is like, it's funny, WWE can't seem to book any kind of game plan, but they can book a fictional backup plan for this. Okay. Uh, was that Daniel Bryan and Edge would have fought Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at Fastlane. And instead this gets switched to if Daniel Bryan can be Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan will get a title match at Fastlane. And it ends in a double countout. That's the end of the show. So they made it a point to say he lost, but he didn't lose. So I wonder if we're just stretching this out the next week. <laughs> you know? I th and Callum actually alluded to this. I don't know if we were on the air, but Edge and Christian against Roman and Jay has to be where they're going. Well, where's uh, Daniel Bryan in the mix? Uh? Well, didn't they take him out? I saw them like beat the shit out of him. Oh, you think they just wrote him off? Yeah. I just assume that that was like, ah, oh, well, you know, he gets beaten up well, and next Ryan's week. Ryan's been taken like every other month off, hasn't he? Has he? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's going to be like, uh, he takes off fast lane, comes back enough time to do something for Mania, maybe. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm cool with a tag team match. I'm cool with, uh, Brian against Reigns match. I mean, I'm interested to see where they go, but at the same time, I really feel like there's not a single thing at WrestleMania this year that's got a proper build. And you'd be correct, sir. Hmm. That's disappointing. 
Anything happen on dark? I don't think so. All right. No. Dark? Like I ate it? No. <laughs> well, that's the TV of the week then. And that is all the hot tags that I've got written down. I don't think anything's happened in the meantime. Let me just do a quick check real quick just to see if anything has popped up where it's just sort of like, oh, you know what? Surprise, surprise. So, such and such. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we but... didn't talk about this. I'll, I'll touch on it quick. Uh, Josephus, the question mark. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot to add that tag team. He, he passed away. Hot tag, uh, tag team. It it's a really sad thing. It's almost it's like very sudden, like the Brody Lee passing. Uh, he is a little one. There is a GoFundMe. You can donate to if you search just the Josephus Memorial Fund, and I believe his name was Joseph Hudson. Uh, just terrible. Just really sad all around. I hate seeing these spontaneous deaths like this and yeah just condolences to his family and just terrible loss for wrestling well now that's gonna be a downer i don't feel right ending there <laughs> apparently oliver luck has claimed in the ongoing xfl lawsuit between he and Vince McMahon that Vince McMahon is corrupt and deceitful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on luck says mcmahon violated his duty of good faith to ensure that alpha did not manufacture uh spurious or dishonest grounds on which to terminate mr luck for the sinister purpose of avoiding payment of all compensation to which he was entitled upon a termination without cause mcmahon being corrupt and deceitful that's not possible right and they go to court and the jury goes, did you see what he did to Austin? <laughs> yeah, it was him. Oh. This guy's the fucking worst. Be like, he got out of paying McMahon's millions. <laughs> it's like, he pretended to die. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's that tags. I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Uh, round things out here with just um, extra plugs for some things for you to be aware of. One of the things is that we are running the Smart Madness tournament. So go ahead and vote on the first part of the qualifying round for the best pay-per-view names of all time. You get to knock out some of the qualifying similar names like Capital Punishment versus Capital Carnage or uh, Vengeance versus Vengeance Day. I'm voting Capital Punishment and Vengeance Day, for instance. And next week, next uh, Thursday, I think, is when I'll roll along to the second half, where we will determine which are going to be the 32 that go into the bracket. And then, of course, we'll you know do the bracket the following week after that. I, I don't know if I've ever been so sure of what the semifinals will be. It's also going to depend a little bit on the seating, remember. Right. The way that I see them is going to be based off of what the qualifying round votes are, plus a little bit of, okay, well, more than likely these four are probably going to be the big four. I usually try to break a quadrant down in that, and then I kind of... You need to separate the big four, at least, because they they have to be in the semifinal. Look, I'll I'll say it right now. I don't think you're going to find four better pay-per-view names than... Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. And I kind of think WrestleMania's got to take it, right? 
It's literally the wrestling pay-per-view name. I don't know if that's the one that's going to win, but it's one of the main ones that if it didn't win, I'd be like, what? You know, there's only a couple that I think are really in contention, but I like a lot of other names too. I like Hell in a Cell. It's a good name. I still like Breaking Point a lot. I know I'm not going to be in the majority when it comes to that, but you know, uh, Bragging Rights, good name. Um, Bragging Rights is a great name. Um, Clash I, of Champions, good name. Clash of Champions, good name. Knight of Champions, good name. That's one of the pre-qualifying round ones right there. Clash of Champions currently winning. I would put Knight of Champions over Clash of Champions. Just because like Clash of Champions fails like such a... Like, AEW would do it because it's WCW kind of thing, you know? Great American Bash. I like that. Yeah. It's great, man. And that's another one you could vote for Bash or Great American Bash. So yeah, click on the website. It's on the sidebar. You just click on the little thing that says Mark Madness Tournament. And it's a, just a Google thing. So, you know, not much time you have to invest. Click on it and vote. And, um,. Everything else that's happening on Smart Home Moment, you'll find it on smartcomemoment.com in some fashion because not everything is just on the YouTube channel and the podcast feed and everything. Obviously, there's plenty of articles and there's plenty of other things that are happening there. So not only will you find there's kind of different editorial type things, but you'll find more podcasts and stuff like the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast. This week is going to be covering, I think it was uh, Brock Lesnar against Team Angle in a handicap match. Yep, it's the penultimate episode. So there's literally only one episode left of the main series. We might still do a kind of recap episode. And of course, there will be something regarding WrestleMania 19. Calum and I have yet to decide if we just want to watch that together and record while we're watching it or if we're going to watch it and then record after. But we pretty much feel like it's the greatest uh, wrestling uh, WrestleMania of all time. And... It's a good show. And we look forward to covering it. Enjoy all the episodes in the archive. Uh, Callum works very hard. I'll say this. Like, Callum Liggins is an underrated, undervalued mind. And I think if he wanted to devote more time to this, God knows he's smarter for not doing so. (laughs) But if he wanted to, like, he could do so much good in this field. Because he's a very smart man. And Calum, if you've listened to this the whole way through to hear me compliment you, I appreciate you. He's a he's a rootin' tootin' kind of guy. <laughs> he is a rootin' tootin' son of a gun. You know, like, <laughs> good old Cowboy Calum Wiggins. Definitely on the top tier of the Cowboys. Cowboy Calum Wiggins, Brett Colt. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, Brett Colt. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> so what else uh, you want to toss out? Oh, yeah. I got plugs, too, don't I? Uh, Fightful.com. I'm on there every day of the week, basically. And uh, check out what Sean's got going on at Fightful Select. Check out the Wednesday Night War podcast every Wednesday on the Fightful YouTube channel, where myself, Sean Ross Sapp, and Alex Pulaski break down all of the action on dynamite and nxt uh check out the fightful twitch twitch.tv slash fightful gaming check out everything and all things fightful check out wrestlezone.com their facebook page i do the smackdown double down on facebook and youtube with colin sassier beginning on saturday mornings at like 11 
in the morning, Eastern time. I do an impact recap podcast. I talk into a microphone for a lot of things. <laughs> and and I really... A couple of years ago, I remember when you were like, hey, I'd kind of like to do this uh, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> where'd the time go? I mean, <laughs> God. But I'll wrap this up because it's almost 2 a.m. and nothing good ever happens at 2 a.m. So uh, <laughs> I will bid you adieu. Yeah, we will uh, you know, keep rolling along here, everybody. Of course, we're going to do those kind of things. Uh, and then I mentioned before, we're going to have that dark cast. And then next week, we're going to get into the AEW Revolution pay-per-view point stuff. So the predictions and then, of course, the pay-per-view point post-show afterward and other things are going to be on there. Other things are going to be elsewhere. There's things. There's always things. Lots of things. You can follow it's me. Things. <laughs> it's things. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Tony Mango, at A Mango Tree, at, of course, Fanboys and Smart Guy Moment and everything, and see what else is happening on E-Wrestling News, Bleacher Report, blah, blah, blah. Especially the blah. Lots of blah. And blah, 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 blah. So we will see you next time, everybody. <laughs> This has been another smart out moment. And blah, blah, blah. Of course, and we're being counted out. <laughs>